Welcome back, everybody, to SJG Perspective. Um, I have a very interesting and quick video to do tonight um, on a little uh, accident that the the WHO, the World Health Organization, let uh, slip. And here's the thing I want to quickly say about things like this: is that you got to catch them when they happen. When people slip up and they say something, not just they they said the wrong thing, but they said something intentionally and they meant what they said, but they didn't think through exactly what they were saying, and they didn't realize that inadvertently it goes against their whole narrative. You need to catch those things, lock them up, and store them so they don't get erased and memory hold into the um, you know depths of the internet. Well, that's what um, I'm doing with this video right here. Um, so I'll just get right into it. Please like and subscribe the first time to the channel. Thank you for being here. And uh, let's jump right in. That's not the one that I want to go to. Right there. Um, this article here says, The WHO accidentally confirms COVID is no more dangerous than the flu. This comes from the offguardian.org, um, and I will put the uh, article down where you, or the link in the description so you guys can see it and read it for yourself. But let's jump in here and read it. it says, the WHO accidentally confirms COVID is no more dangerous than the flu. Head of Health Emergencies Program Best Estimates put the IFR at 0.14%. The World Health Organization has finally confirmed what we, and many experts and studies, have been saying for months. The coronavirus is no more deadly or dangerous than the seasonal flu. The, who top, the WHO's top brass made this announcement during a special session of the WHO's 34-member executive board on Monday, October 5th. It's just nobody seemed to really understand it. In fact, they didn't seem to completely understand it themselves. At the session, Dr. Michael Ryan, the WHO's head of emergencies, revealed that they believe roughly 10% of the world has been infected with SARS-CoV-2. This is their best estimate and a huge increase over the number of officially recognized cases, which is around 35 million people who have been infected. Dr. Margaret, Margaret Harris, a WHO spokesman, later confirmed the figure, stating it was based on the average results of all the broad seroprevalence studies done around the world. As much as the who were, uh, who were attempting to spin this as a bad thing, Dr. Ryan even said it means the vast majority of the world remains at risk. That was a terrible Irish accent. It's actually, a good, it's actually good news and confirms once more that the virus is nothing like as deadly as everyone predicted. The global population is roughly 7.8 billion people. If 10% have been infected as the WHO, the top dogs at the WHO have clearly stated and said and have not corrected themselves as misspeaking. And how do you misspeak that far off anyways? But anyways, if 10% of the infected is infected, that is 780 million cases. The global death toll currently attributed to SARS-CoV-2 infections is about 1,061,000 people. So, a million people have died, 35 million people have been infected, right, according to the original or, 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 or to the, the uh, um, official numbers. But the WHO, the head of the WHO, Ryan's, Dr. Ryan's comes out and says 10% of the world population, which is 780 million, have been infected, which drastically changes your fear rate on if you're going to die from it even farther than what you already are, already are, are at, right? That's an infection f fatality rate, an infection fatality rate of roughly uh, 0.14%, right in line with seasonal flu and the predictions of many experts from all around the world. 
0.14% is over 24 times lower than the WHO's provisional figure of 3.4% back in March. This figure uh, was used in the models which were used to justify lockdowns and other draconian policies. In fact, given the overreporting of alleged COVID deaths, the IFR is likely even lower than 0.1% and could show COVID to be much less dangerous than the flu. None of the mainstream press picked up on this. Though many outlets reported Dr. Ryan's words, they all attempted to make it scary headline and spread more panic. Apparently neither they nor the WHO were capable of doing some simple maths that shows us in this is actually good news and that the COVID skeptics have been right all along. In interest of thoroughness, a desire to rely on primary sources and not depending purely on mainstream sources, which many, uh, which may remove, be removed or get amended, which absolutely happens all the time, or they get just memory hold where you can't find them, I decided to find the actual video of Dr. Ryan's remarks. For some reason, although, um, although this was an important WHO meeting during an allegedly hyper-serious pandemic, the video is hard to find. The only place you're able to see it is on the WHO's own website, and even then you have to scrub through almost six hours of footage. Well, I did that, and you're welcome. You can't embed the WHO stream, but we can tell you right where to find it, and we're going to go and we're going to watch this video right now, and we're going li- to hear him tell us a couple times, I'll repeat it, Our current best estimates tell us that about 10% of the global population may have been infected by this virus. This varies depending on our country or on the country. It varies depending on urban to rural. It varies between different groups. I will work on getting the audio clip for ease of sharing to make sure it does not get memory hold. So you guys can take this and share it away, share it away. Anybody who wants to use this video, share it away. Please share it, share it, share it. Let's listen to it right now. I'm just going to record it this way. Um, and we're just going to listen to it this way. I think that's the easiest way to do it. So I'm going to back this back to where we need to be. Kind of tough because of the scrubbing of it. Okay, we're going to go to right there. I'm going to go to right there and throw my headphones on, and we're going to get busy listening to this. Okay, here we go. To see a surge in cases with Europe and the eastern Mediterranean regions showing an increase in cases and deaths. The situation in Africa and the Western Pacific is currently rather more positive. Our current best estimates tell us that about 10% of the global population may have been infected by this virus. This varies depending on country, it varies from urban to rural, it varies between uh, different groups. But what it does mean is that the vast majority of the world remains at risk. We know the pandemic will continue to evolve, but we also know We have the tools that work to suppress transmission and save lives right now, and they are at our disposal. The future depends on the choices we collectively make about how we use those tools, develop, scale up, uh, and distribute others. And they remain reasonable. Our current best estimates tell us that about 10% of the global population may have been infected by this virus. This varies depending on country, it varies from current best estimates tell us that about 10% of the global population may have been infected by this virus. This varies depending on country, it varies from current best estimates tell us that about 10% of the global population may have been infected by this virus. This varies depending on country, it varies from urban to rural, it means an increase in cases and deaths. The situation in Africa and the Western Pacific is currently rather more positive. 
Okay, I wanted to run it back to the Africa comment he made because I want to make a comment on that. Want to know why the, the it's better even in Africa? It's because of the everyone down there's on malaria medication, right? They're down on they're they're with the hydrochloroquine and the uh, remdesivir, I believe it is, but uh, they they all take high doses down in the African areas of anti-malaria medication. And so they don't get sick from this virus because they have malaria running around down there. Wonder why instead of running a vaccine down everyone's throat, we couldn't just say, hey, you know what? Maybe we should start to any of the uh, um, um, susceptible or to the to the uh, worrisome populations that are susceptible to this. Maybe we should just give them some dosage of this malaria drugs um, and uh, just to boost them and get them through this time safe and sound and keep everything going as normal. But see, that wouldn't have fit the plan. The reason we didn't do that is that wouldn't have fit the plan. The plan was not about um, keeping people safe or, or, or shutting down everything because we had this terrible pandemic. The plan was to implement the next phase of, quite frankly, a globalization of everything, right? And fear and to take down um, America, quite honestly, and to bring all of the, to, to remove the borders and to usher in this new order that has been talked about for decades that the, the globalists, the predators, the, the whatever class you want to call them, right, the elite class have wanted to do. They want your freedoms. They want our freedoms. They don't want us independent. And this is a perfect a psyop to do that and that's what we've been witnessing so we're going to listen to him say it one more time and then i'm going to close off this video because i'm pushing 10 minutes so here we go our current best estimates tell us that about 10 percent of the global population may have been infected by this virus this varies depending on country it varies and with that, from guys, urban to rural gonna, it varies head between out. Uh, Different groups. Like, share, please share what this it video. Does out. Mean we'll talk to you soon. Is that the vast majority of the world remains at risk? We know the pandemic will continue to evolve, but we also know we have the tools that work to suppress transmission and save lives right now. Amen.